Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. My name is Mung. And I'm Nick Georgelos, the Los, at FFA underscore Los. Welcome back. Thank you for, for sharing your Twitter tag with us. <laughs> now we can ask you lots of questions. And I'm Dan, by the way. Hey, Dan. Dan. My Twitter is at FFA underscore Dan, in case anybody needs to, needs to know that. Be sure to send them your questions with hashtag FFAQs. Get it? Fantasy football addicts questions. Why are we doing this at the beginning? Well, apparently we're, we're doing this episode in reverse. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thanks, Attic. <laughs> All right. No, for real now. Uh, quick snap, quick snap. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're doing our quick snaps. Quick snaps, quick snaps. Of uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Boo, meh. So uh, we're going to start with, uh, obviously, Adrian Peterson. Sure. Uh, he's he's going to be, uh, I don't know about you, but my number one overall pick for redraft this year. You know, uh, I know a lot of people are, are down on him because of the whole legal issues and what he was doing with his son, but let's just talk fantasy. He is still a beast of a fantasy running back. He's still purple Jesus. Standard leagues, he's number one. PPR, he is also number one. Yeah, I mean, are you are you worried at all? I mean, now that all this legal trouble is behind him. I'm just worried about how much I'm going to be dominating your league after I traded for AP in the offseason. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm perfectly happy with that. That's fine by me. You're well, good. I'm glad you're going to enjoy my win. <laughs> but uh, for really, I mean, look at what he did after coming the year after coming off an ACL tear. He just beasted it. I think that he should be beast mode instead of Marshawn Lynch. He's an absolute monster, and, and I, I don't know if people do forget, but he had the same issue coming out of college. He fell in the draft um, as a rookie because of college injuries, came back, and was an absolute monster. Uh, right now, uh, real quick, over under on 1,200 yards rushing for Adrian Peterson this year. Over. Easy. Agreed. Uh, over under 10 touchdowns. I He's got to be over. Okay. Uh, and now uh, with Nora Turner um, targeting his running backs a ton, over or under on a career year for receptions, let's say, so the most receptions he's ever had in a season was back in 2009. He had 43 for about 430 yards. Uh, what would you say on the over under of 50 receptions this year? Wow. That's a good question. I just want to take a look at his numbers real quick because I knew he was always around like the 30-something mark. It looks like he had 30, 40, 20, 30. I think he'll push 50. I'll, I'll take just under it, though. Well, even with North Turner. Okay. You think just under? I think just under, but because there's so many good options for, uh, for um, the quarterback to throw the ball to, uh, Bridgewater. Okay. I think I'm actually going to take – uh, the over there. I'm pretty optimistic um, because if you look at last season's stats, uh, Matt Asiata had 44 catches alone, and then Jarek McKinnon had 27. Uh, so that's already about 70 catches right there. And I really don't think that, you know, there have been interviews with Norv where he says they're going to kind of manage Adrian Peterson's workload, but I don't believe that at all. I think that's just off-season coach speak. You're not taking, you're not pulling Adrian Peterson out of the game as long as he's capable. 
No, and now now giving a, putting a little more thought into it, um, I think I'm going to agree on your side. It's going to be just over 50. Um, he, if you look at the targets towards running backs numbers, I I know you know you guys know I love pulling these numbers up. Um, the Vikings threw the ball. 10th most to the running back last year with 118 targets. And that was without Peterson back there. Yeah, uh, absolutely agreed. I think that Adrian Peterson uh, has a very good chance of breaking 2,000 combined yards this year. Yeah, and I guess just to put put a uh, little more context on my on that stat, they had about 120 targets, whereas the Steelers threw the ball to running backs with Bell back there 132 times. Oh, wow, yeah. I mean... You and I agree, Adrian Peterson, number one overall. Absolutely, without question. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the guy under center, Teddy Bridgewater, in his second year. What are your thoughts? Um, I think he is part of that quarterback two tier of quarterbacks who could push for for number one relevancy this year. Um, coming in, young guy, a lot of talent around him, You know, thrown to Charles Johnson, who came out last year. Greg Jennings is still Craig Jennings, uh, and he'll be throwing the ball to Adrian Peterson now. Um, if if Rudolph can get his act together now, which I think he very well could if he can stay on the field and stay uh, stay active, this could be a great year for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I think I would agree exactly with what you said there. I think that he's a mid to high end quarterback too, and if everything works out right with Peterson back now, I th- I could see him easily sneaking into you know a top eight or nine quarterback by the end of the year. Yeah, it, it could happen. I doubt it will happen. There's far more proven commodities. I'd still look at a guy like Rivers over him who's in that similar tier, um, but it could happen, absolutely. Yeah, I think that uh, Bridgewater is a great backup to target in the late rounds. Definitely, definitely. Bi-week quarterback or a uh, backup. If you're if you're under the strategy of owning a backup quarterback on your team, I'm I'm typically not, but many do. Sure, sure, I agree. Um, so let's talk about uh, Bridgewater's weapons then. Sure. So Charles Johnson came on a little bit towards the end of the last year, and he's always had the talent. Green Bay yeah. drafted him uh, way back when in, uh, what was it, 2012? Is that right? Uh, that's right? 2013. 2013. Thanks, Dan. Um, yeah, so Johnson has bounced around the league a little bit, and finally the Vikings gave him a, le- a legitimate shot last year, and he... He had some pretty good games toward the end of the season and definitely developed some chemistry with Bridgewater. Uh, that said, I think the hype is is a little high on him. I, I still see him as no more than maybe a wide receiver four, wide receiver three, now that Wallace is in town. I agree. Wallace is going to take take some of those deep balls away, but Charles Charles goes for a, a good number of his own deep balls himself. So that just it, – it, spreads the defense even more and that's what you want to do in this in the NFL nowadays um two more things going for Charles Johnson um if if I if I may um Charles Johnson is 26 years old the same age as a one Nick George Ellis yours truly and secondly secondly and more importantly he went to Grand Valley State University where none other than you yours truly Nick George Ellis went for football camp during his high school career well, when you, when you put it that way, how can I argue with that? Second round, high third. <laughs> Are we talking about you or Charles Johnson? Uh, Charles is a sixth or seventh rounder. I would say avoid both at all costs. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. Ouch. Who gave Ouch. this guy a microphone? Burn. <laughs> put some ice on that. 
All right. Uh, so Charles Johnson, I, I guess you're a little bit higher on him than I am. I, like I said, I think he's a wide receiver three at best. I think that they're going to be running a ton with Adrian Peterson. I think that Wallace is going to be the number one target. And I also think that the Vikings defense is good enough where they can try to limit how much they pass every game. Yeah, to clarify, uh, all, all joking aside, I actually think all of the all of the talent around, um, in a sense, makes Teddy Bridgewater a poor man's Ryan Tannehill for this year. Um, but I don't know that I would invest heavily into any of the wide receivers. Uh, you know, I'm going to disagree there. I actually like Mike Wallace quite a bit. Mm. I think that he's going to be a wide receiver three, but also with wide receiver two potential because not for me, not for me. No, even no. Norv Turner. Even with North Turner, the guy's shown the, that he has significant, uh, let's call them character flaws. He quit on his team in the playoffs last year. That's a pretty big deal to me. Wait, were the Dolphins in the playoffs? No, no, no. But he did He did quit, um, I think, uh, late in the game. That was pretty close. Um, and he kind of, what did he, walk off the field or in the locker room early? He didn't think he was getting the ball. He didn't think he was getting the ball enough. And is he going to think he's getting the ball enough with with Charles Johnson out there, with other guys out there, Kevin Rudolph, with the ball being fed to Adrian Peterson? The guy's a bit of a diva. That's an issue to me. And with a young, impressionable quarterback like that, I don't know how well that's going to go. Look, uh, Wallace certainly has his warts, personality-wise, and and you can you can judge his football skills. But I think that he could easily break a thousand yards this year. Um, I think that Bridgewater is still developing his deep ball, but if they develop the chemistry there, I think that there's going to be plenty, plenty of room for Wallace to grow. Uh, I could see him regressing in terms of touchdowns. He reached 10 last year, and he probably might only get six or seven, but I think that he can break that 1,000 yards uh, being the primary deep threat on that team. See, I don't know that they have a primary threat, though, with those wide receivers. He hasn't seen 1,000 yards since 2011 with Ben Roethlisberger. Sure, but he's come close each of the each of the last couple of seasons. He had not, he had what nine hundred thirty his first year with the Dolphins, and he had eight hundred sixty last year. So he's not exactly trailing off by any means. No, not trailing off. But even nine thirty, I mean, that's that's well, that's only seven points, I guess, in a in a fantasy in in fantasy uh, perspective. But he only had five touchdowns that year. Sure, that's fair. I mean, I guess I'm a little higher on on Wallace than uh, the consensus is at this point. Sure, point. and that's with I mean that's with uh, Ryan Tannehill throwing him the ball instead of Bridgewater, unless you think Bridgewater is is a better quarterback. I think that he might uh, have a better deep ball than Tannehill. Okay, I think that that's... Tannehill's working on that, but he's shown that that's one of his flaws. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. Uh, I mean, so speaking of deep threats and dynamic wide receivers, uh, what kind of what kind of hopes are you holding out for Cordero Patterson here? Oh, I, I'm I'm all but done with Cordero Patterson. I I'm not like I said I'm not touching really the uh, Minnesota guys. I won't be drafting them. Somebody else will be getting them. Least of all Cordero Patterson. I'm he's not even on my board anywhere. Okay, I think that Cordero Patterson is a premium version of Tavon Austin I think that they're going to find ways to get the ball to him I think he's going to have a couple games where he suddenly breaks a huge long touchdown for over 100 yards for that game Uh, but I do think that he's too inconsistent to actually uh, be more than a wide receiver four or five even so you're talking about a kick return right no, I'm saying that they could probably do a couple screens, especially with Peterson back. Um, you but know, how do you have an over-100-yard touchdown? 
No, 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 no. I'm saying that he'll have a random game where he has more than 100 oh. yards receiving. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. sorry if I uh, didn't clarify that. I don't know, though. I don't say much, but his first game last year, the only game that Adrian Peterson played, he had an excellent game fantasy-wise. I, I want to say that he had probably like – yeah, he broke – I think he had one rush. It was like maybe like a 50-yard rush for a touchdown. Yeah, again, I think he has those game-breaking plays, but again, that's going to be hard to predict. Well, the problem with that is that one game was before they signed Wallace and before Charles Johnson really came on. I just don't right. know that there, you know, there's going to be enough consistency there for him to be more than a wide receiver for something along those lines. Unless, of course, you know, barring injury and he he gets starting reps. I don't think he's even a starter right now. I think. He's he a was snap. all pro in 2013. Mm-hmm. He made the Pro Bowl in 2013. He could just have a down year. Are you are you speaking as a Cordero Patterson owner? Maybe. <laughs> Look, I mean, no, that's certainly possible. Are you trying to sell me on on, on acquiring I, I, Cordero Patterson right now? No, because I want to keep him because his value hasn't been lower. Oh, but, you know, I wouldn't take him in standard, like, but I would have my eye on him. You know, uh, he would definitely be. I, I wouldn't draft him, but I would definitely think about, you know, having him on my short list to pick up as a free agent, like there's, even right before week one. There's definite merit in what you're saying because he was able to break that with Adrian Peterson on the field with people with 11 heads on defense looking at Adrian Peterson. So you give this guy some space. He can make magic happen. He has the talent and the right, ability. Right. But he just showed last year that he, he can't play wide out. Right. I, I think that we all agree that his ceiling is sky high. He certainly has the tools to get there. It just seems like he can't quite put it all together. Um, and whether or not he takes that extra step forward, we'll see. He certainly could. And he could be, you know, a, a top pick again in, in another year. But uh, as of right now, I don't think that he merits uh, more than a, a wide receiver for a roster spot. Right, but, right. but that's why you call him large risk, large reward guys. I think he's even lower than a wide receiver four. I think he's a late flyer add, if not, you know, somebody that you just add in free. You know, it, it it's going to be a twenty plus round pick. Sure, sure. Um, all right, well let's let's talk about Kyle Rudolph a little bit then. Uh, you sure. Know, he had quite a bit of hype uh, going into last year before he got injured uh, with Turner. You know, tar- targeting his tight ends quite a bit. Um, and Rudolph has always been, you know, an, a really athletic guy. He's got the physical traits to be there. He just seems to be one of those guys, uh, a la Bradford or Amendola, that is always missing time due to injuries. All right, so let's let's talk about uh, Kyle Rudolph real quick then. You know, he was getting a lot of hype uh, last preseason because we all know that Norv Turner loves to target his tight ends. You know, he made Jordan Cameron a, a top 10 option when, when he was there in Cleveland. Uh, how, what are your thoughts on Rudolph? I think Rudolph could be a very good option this year. Um, the uh, ADPs are looking very down on him, so you can get him for very cheap, just about nothing. And I think he's a guy that could – he's in that middle – he's in that third tier of tight ends. If we're saying Gronk is the number one tier, and then we're saying guys between Graham through to Kelsey are the second tier, he's he's a guy that's solidly in the third tier that people aren't thinking about because of because of recency bias. But he has all the tools available to him and a great uh, head uh, coach that likes to get the ball to the tight end to make himself a very worthwhile uh, own this year. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, defenses are going to be keying in on Peterson, especially in the in the red zone. 
And Rudolph has always had that athletic ability. Um, you know, he's six six. Uh, he's definitely a huge target for Bridgewater. Uh, the only problem with him is health. He seems to be, you know, sort of made of glass a la guys like uh, Sam Bradford and Danny Amendola, where he always seems to be missing time. Yeah, absolutely. If he can stay on the field, and between that and the uh, the space he should have in the field with all the options and the weapons, especially with Adrian Peterson playing now, um, he should be a solid number one uh, tight end to me. Now, just looking at a random tight ends list um, from a very prominent uh, sports website, he is very low on the list under guys like Owen Daniels, under guys like Austin Severian Jenkins. He's He's number 18 on this on this given list. I don't know if we should say their name or not. No, I mean, I, I think that I, I would take uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins over Rudolph. I, I don't disagree there. I think that I think that he's got huge potential, too, now that he has a quarterback, now that he's healthy. But we'll talk about him later. Well, um, here's the guy that they have uh, ahead of him. Who, who do you agree with? Do you agree with ASJ? What do you think about Jordan Reed? Um, no. If anything, I want Niles Paul at the end of my draft. Okay. Owen Daniels. I will take Rudolph over Daniels. Okay. Larry Donnell. I'll take Donnell. Josh Hill. Ooh, that's tough. Um, I think I would take Hill. Delaney Walker. Uh, give me Walker because I actually think that Mariota is going to, you know, have him as his check down guy as a rookie QB. Okay. Jordan Cameron. Uh, I am very down on Cameron. I will take Rudolph over him. Okay. Dwayne Allen. Rudolph. Zach Ertz. Ertz. Jason Witten. Witten, because I think the Cowboys are going to throw a little bit more than they did last year. Okay. And Julius Thomas. Uh, You know, it's still got to be Thomas, even though he left Denver. I, I do think that he's still going to have a decent year. Okay, that tells me that you have Kyle Rudolph as your tight end number 13. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That sounds about right. Okay, um, I would change it a little bit from what you said. Uh, did you say Danell or Rudolph? I, I would rather have Rudolph over Danell. No way. I, I would definitely take Danell there. I think that he's kind of locked in a spot in that Giants offense. Mm, I, I don't think so. He can't, He was strong early in the season, but he, he fell off mighty handily. He did not do much for Danell owners late in the year. Sure, fair enough. I think tight end's always kind of a crapshoot. I mean, and once, and essentially that's once ODB broke out. Well, you know, names that you didn't mention that I might actually have Rudolph also. Um, I do like Tyler Eifert. I think that with Gresham gone, he's going to get a good number of uh, passes over the middle. Sure. Um, and I do like Antonio Gates still. As, as long as Rivers is thrown to him, I'll, I'll keep drafting him. Okay. Um, I, I like him at a, as a bottom-end wide receiver one. You like him as a high-end wide receiver t- or tight end two, it looks like. Probably mid-level. Yeah, tight end two. I think he's got that potential. There's not all that much difference there. After the good tier of tight ends, it's it's a bit of a crapshoot for everybody. Right, and that's exactly why you know I try to stream my tight ends, assuming Gronk's not there at a good spot. And that's why I try and trade in the offseason for the Gronk. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, we did recently swap, but you know, I'm very happy with Julio. I think that he's going to be the number one wide receiver. It was it was a big name trade. Um, I 
I gave you what you think is going to be the number one wideout, and I got what I believe to be the far away number one tight end. I think the value is bigger there, um, especially because I've got DT on the team. But we, we don't want to talk about our teams and bore people too much. But it's just well, interesting. Yeah, I mean, ju- just to clarify for our listeners, uh, the only reason I, I ever let go of Gronk is because I am sky high on Travis Kelsey, and I was okay starting him instead. And it's hard not to be. Yeah, you got Kelsey very, very cheap um in our dynasty draft last year yeah all right so all right back to back to the vikings let's uh let's finish off um i do want to throw out uh, a couple last names out there um first michael pruitt uh the tight end that they drafted this year I, i do think that if rudolph gets hurt again pruitt could have some sneaky good value i think that he will be an immediate sneaky sneaky yeah, uh, I think that he will be an immediate pickup for me uh, if Rudolph does go down at some point this year, regardless of whether I own Rudolph. Okay, okay. I could, I could see a bit of that going on. Um, you know, guy that can have some potential. Uh, what do you think about the guys after Adrian Peterson? Uh, McKinnon and Eziata. Uh, put up some numbers last year. Ezietta had a bunch of had a bunch of either three touchdown or zero touchdown games. Um, what do you think is going to happen if or when Adrian Peterson maybe gets suspended again or gets injured? Uh, give me McKinnon here because I think that part of the problem last year was that he was still a rookie, and you have to remember that he was transitioning to the running back spot from he played quarterback in college. So I think that it, it probably took him a while to, you know, kind of get used to playing the running back position. I think that with a year under his belt, uh, he's going to see the field a lot more than Matt Asiata uh, if anything does happen to Peterson. We are in complete agreement. All right. Sounds good. Uh, well, that basically wraps up our quick snap of the Minnesota Vikings. Quick snap, quick snap. And uh, we're going to finish out the NFC North uh, next time with the Detroit Lions. Yeah. And uh, as always, thanks uh, to all our listeners for joining us. Uh, My name is Mung, and you can follow me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Thank you again, everybody. I'm Nick Georgelos, the Los. You can follow me on Twitter at FFA underscore Los. Send us your questions with hashtag FFAQs. We're bookending this episode quite well. We're hammering them with this information. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Buy the T-shirts. Tell us what you want to know, what you don't want to know. And don't forget to tweet our man, Dan, your super producer, at... Hi, I'm Dan. Welcome to Fantasy Football Addicts. Today we're going to be talking about the Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) Thanks, Addict. Deja vu. All right. Peace out, guys. (laughs) Thanks, Addicts, as always.